Are we past the uh, leader on the tape now? Yep. We're good? We're ready. On today's episode of Final Frontiers, Alias is the name of the show. The name of the show is Alias. This is the internet's first and only Alias podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Mitchell. Today we're jumping right into season one, episode one, Truth Be Told, written and directed by J.J. Abrams. Uh, The Wikipedia summary is too long for me to read, but here's the Netflix summary, which is mercifully much shorter. Grad student by day, spy by night, Sydney Bristow's happiness over her new engagement is short-lived as she learns the truth about who she works for. Short-lived. I like that. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a spoiler. Yeah. If you already know everything about what happens in the... uh, Well, I mean, if you just watch the episode and you're like, oh, it is kind of short-lived. Yeah. So, um, I actually really like this show. I was surprised at how into it I was. See, I only, uh, I was bored to tears <laughs> until the, uh, the pediatric cardiologist had his throat slit. And, and that was the moment where I'm like, all right, I'm on board with Alias. That was like, okay, well, so what, that was like, what, 15 minutes in? It was about half an hour in. I think I was more so amused with all of the little, like, 90s tropes I was seeing. Uh-huh. So, it's just... Like, it hits you really hard that this was 2001, and it's in one of those what I like to consider like a mini kind of decade of culture. Right. If you look back to me at 1987, between 1987 and 1983, television and movies, like, they present like the culture of the time as Mm -hmm. being like very like bright, fluorescent clothing. Right. Uh, All the music is kind of like Mm Madonna-ish, and we're just sliding away from like the poison type metal into the grunge. That's that the mainstream still thinks that uh, the poison hair metal is what's uh, what's happening while the grunge counterculture is swinging in. So it hasn't really established. It's more. It's more. I think the the early part of a decade is still more of the former decade than it is the latter decade. So you totally see that. Like I'm like, oh my god, this is like watching. Um, maybe what other like show like, like I'm thinking of Felicity, like college campus. Yeah. Oh, that's another J.J. Abrams uh, connection, right? He yeah. This, yeah. yeah. He no, just that is that was the pitch, I believe, is Felicity becomes a spy. I really yeah, because he sold it, and I love that. Like, um, it's yeah, it's just there's two white uh, people on a college campus in, the, <laughs> in around the <laughs> '90s, 2000s. Yeah. You can't not have like a Dave Matthews Band reference. Well, I, I like that it's a depiction of college life. Yeah. That like what somebody who like just an idiot thinks college life is like, <laughs> that they, like, their only experience of college is watching Indiana Jones teach at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. So like, oh, it's probably like a, a dusty library in a cathedral. And there's like an old man with long white hair and a vest. That and, why? Where were they having class in like the basement in like the rare book section of a library? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, looked haunted. Yeah, it was like it looked like Hogwarts. Yeah. It was just like a like a magical conception of what college uh, classroom would look like. It's like no, you, well, she was in grad school. I didn't know that. I did, I'm I, not sure I knew that either. Yeah, so okay. now that makes sense. Oh, I think I, later in the episode it turns out that she's in grad school. So maybe they have smaller grad school type classrooms that take place in the basement of the library but okay yeah i love that reveal of her studying i think we we first see her just being beaten up for Mm -hmm. no reason it's like all right this is our spy she's being beaten up she has pink bright pink hair all right we're we're, uh you beat me to it all right this is um the first thing that i noticed i came into the show with uh high expectations wig wise yeah and it's not even a cold open but the uh the first scene She's blatantly not wearing a wig. She's, uh, it's her hair. 
yeah. I think we went into the show thinking that there was going to be different colored hair. We might yeah. have just made the assumption that it's wigs. Right. Well, uh, just so you know, most of my uh, observations <laughs> from here on are wig related. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. She's greeted by a woman at her fiance's funeral wearing a, a, a bright red wig. Oh, I thought it was Lana Wachowski. I was like, oh, that was like one of my notes. It's like Lana, Lana Wachowski is at this funeral. And uh, Bradley Cooper, who I didn't know was in the show. No. Uh, no Bradley no. Cooper, uh, he even like looks to a child and he's like, look at that woman in her it's ridiculous like, wig. Let's all look at how brightly colored her hair is. Isn't she like the greatest like late 90s goth fun girl you yeah. want to hang out with? And you know what? It looks like Bradley Cooper's wearing a wig. It like even his hair is like it's like got weird highlights. Yeah, and it's, it's all puffy. It's, and it's weird. just like the early two thousands. Hey, you know, let's get like kind of blondish, dirty blonde, frosted tips types of hair. I would have had that. Like I bought like blonde hair dye. I'm like, I'm gonna try this out. I'm gonna try <laughs> looking like I'm in three eleven because it was you know that's, I was a senior in high school in two thousand one. That's that's, what, that, that's a thing you did. I didn't do it. Uh-huh. I bought the dye, but I never went through with it. I'm glad. I, I'm kind of glad I didn't. There's no yeah. pictures of me with frosted tips. There are pictures of me with very short. Like square conformist hair, but mm-hmm. you know. And it turns out that that woman is uh, Bradley Cooper's sister. Is that who that is? Yeah. That wasn't explained. Well, oh, that's right. Yeah, she okay. says she's like, I need your sister's passport, and and uh, so that is her first alias. Oh. Um, but I, if that sister shows up ever again on this show, I'll donate a thousand dollars to the charity of your choice if she shows up again. Oh, all right. Because I. <laughs> she was a, a weird, like, well, we need somebody with brightly colored hair. So she gets right. the idea. She wasn't even introduced. She was part of a funeral montage. <laughs> yeah. Like the lesser known funeral montage. Not as exciting. It just shows that like there's, the person is grieving right now. Yeah. She, she's talking to guests at a funeral and she's upset. And let, let's let the camera linger on this person that is the one person not all in black. And not only that, but she's the only person with brightly dyed hair. And then, you know, after uh, Sydney dyes her hair, she's blatantly wearing a wig. Even oh, though we were yes. told that she's not. It looks like she went to a Ricky's the week after Halloween <laughs> and bought the cheapest, like, display model red wig that she could find. And then she's, uh, she puts on a black knit cap and she's scaling up the side of a building. Put your wig under, uh, under a hat. Yeah. You're, these, uh, these Taiwanese fellas are... They're gonna, they're gonna see you. They're gonna, they're gonna then, tell that you have. They're gonna, they're gonna judge you for your choice of wearing a wig rather than dyeing your hair. Yeah. And immediately after the mission, not immediately, but pretty soon after, she's back to her her, her natural brown hair. Well, that, wait, three months had passed. Was it three months? Three months. She was given a month off of leave, and she took three because you know, well, I'd say gets murdered. I, I thought she took the uh, the three months and then went to, to Taiwan. To, no, uh, I think immediately because she had to. Uh, what is it? The what is it? The SD six was that the uh, name of the spy agency? Yeah, this is uh, yeah. She had to like I guess prove like they wanted her dead, so she had to prove that she wasn't like just going uh, rogue or she wasn't on a burn list, as I believe or burn notice. What's the word they used? <laughs> Did they that? use the word burn list? No. I'm just imagining what they do to spies that try to leave when they don't want you to leave. It's like a gang. It's yeah. blood in, blood out when you work for uh, the CIA or SD6. So I thought that was her way of showing that she was still there. She went and she stole whatever that was. It was like a, it was like a machine used for like balance. It was like a cat toy. Yes. Like she went in and she stole an experimental cat toy that the Taiwanese <laughs> government was working on. So I'm sure that I'm hoping that'll come back into play. I would 
bet that it does. Well, yeah, you you talked about the wig. So the oh, back to the opening. It looks like she. I'm like, oh, she dyed her hair because maybe because it's wet and it has that like stringy. It yeah. looks yeah. real. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you see her in the airport after uh-huh. doing the cool, I'm gonna dye my hair in the bathroom uh, of, the, of this 76 station, and then she just looks like she has someone Spice Girls costume like immediately at the airport. And then she uh, she she takes on this sort of. Uh, affected idiot yeah uh persona which is totally unnecessary it seems like bradley cooper's sister was a very nice woman <laughs> she uh she has a passport so she probably travels she has a three thousand dollar limit on her credit card which is you know fine no okay here's the thing uh, now going back to the passport why does she take the sharpie to add the uh facial the, the, his sister has a, has a mole does she yeah wait does the sister have a mole yeah does Sydney have a mole. No, that's why she adds it with the... Oh, but what? No, she added it to the passport, didn't she? Did she? I looked like she added it to the passport. I was like, wait a minute. If she just borrowed the passport, why is she adding things to it? Maybe it's one of those, like, because they'll look for the mole instead of at the... Yeah, at the eyes are like there. They're, they're drawn to the mole. I'm, I'm sure oh, there's probably that might some... Be, uh, yeah, as long as the distinguishing characteristic is there, they're not going to look at the date of birth or the fact that Sydney did not write the Matrix. But, yeah. And... Yeah. uh we can agree that uh, Jennifer Garner looks older then than she does now. Yeah, right? when she kind of looks, uh, I don't know, grad school is like a good, um, she's clearly not college age, even mm. though she's dressed like Amy Jo Johnson, the uh, <laughs> Pink she's Power the, Ranger. the rich man's Amy Jo Johnson, uh, yeah. oh, arguably. Yeah. Another Felicity connection for was, everyone there that's counting at home. Was, Amy Jo uh, Johnson, I believe, was in Felicity. Oh, all right. So, uh, But I know her as the Pink Ranger. And as soon as you see uh, Sydney, she's wearing just like another crop top which or belly button revealing mm-hmm. midriff shirt mm-hmm. that it seems no matter what she's doing, whether she's studying or she's infiltrating a Taiwanese embassy or whatever that was, she was wearing another midriff bearing shirt. If I had that physique, I'd be uh, bearing my midriff also. I can't blame her. Yeah. She's yeah. in great shape. That's she's true. She's not a very good spy. She, <laughs> like, as soon as she's captured by the legit CIA, she basically runs down her entire thought process for the uh, guy that's interrogating her. Right. We already knew that she was a bad spy if she's telling people. That she's telling her fiance, like, oh, hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a spy for the CIA. Yeah. Just hey, don't mention it. Do they not tell you? Like, is that just something, one of those things that's like assumed? So now I'm assuming if you're looking at things like the way the real life works, all of the spies at SD6 are going to like mandatory HR training where they like hit you over the head with things like, don't tell your loved ones that you work for the SD6. And like everyone there is just pissed. And yeah, they all kind of like turn and look at Sydney. And they're like, this is because of you, isn't it? It ruined their mornings. Yeah. It's like that one jerk that like clicks on a link from an email. It's a phishing scam. And now everyone has to go in. <laughs> so you jumped ahead. Did you want to look at uh, scene for scene? Because uh, I was thinking of how it went from, okay, she's getting interrogated. Uh-huh. We jumped to college camp. They should have just been playing Chumba Wumba yeah. as they walked across the greens. We get, she gets engaged. Uh-huh. So we don't know. Do we know yet that she's a spy? As soon, oh, as, soon as she gets engaged, she goes to fancy elevator building. That's right. Which uh, they have all that money for the, the, the weird white matrix x-ray room. Yeah. But they why don't they uh, put a coat of paint up in that office? That <laughs> office was a shambles. Just, it's just not a very nice place to work. It looked like the early 2000s type of dot com bubble. Like, oh, these were all the young people work. Which yeah, it's currently how a lot of offices look now, at least in New York City. But yeah, I guess that's the aesthetic where it's just like we're too serious about, you know, being spies to actually care 
about what the building looks like. It's you know we're spies. I'm talking in Hebrew. You don't know what my mission is. You probably shouldn't know. You no one should know what else what anyone else is doing there. I think in a spy network. But like we're gonna go with the uh, open office format and just <laughs> let those secrets fly around. Well, why do they tell people? All right, they're like twenty years ago or whatever. There was the Alliance of Twelve. Oh right, and they're the bad guys, and they're everything that we're against. You know, and then it's revealed that they are in fact the Alliance of Twelve. They form this. Uh, secret splinter agency that is opposed to the CIA. Right. Just don't tell your your recruits about the Alliance of 12. Oh. So when, if they learn about it, I don't know, it seemed... Uh, seemed weird? Well, it's like, just don't tell them, like, yeah, there's this other organization that's evil. They just, didn't tell him that. Uh, her dad had to tell her, Victor Garber. No, she knew. She knew? Yeah. She, he's, he's, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, she, she basically finished a sentence. And he's like, I was that guy, man. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> and she was really, she's like, I, I don't like this. I, I don't like being a spy anymore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. So uh, like, I guess if you're in the CIA, you expect to go to Langley at some point. He's like, I, think about that. Have you ever been to Langley? You know, my checks are signed by the Alliance of 12. <laughs> or it just says A12. I was wondering. Well, where do they get their money from? Arms sales, weapons sales. What do... From just our from playing video games <laughs> the and same watching places that the CIA gets there. Yeah, gets their from. <laughs> they they sold a competitor to crack in okay. urban neighborhoods in America. <laughs> it was too good. It was like they were like the it was like the Pepsi of crack. It's oh. kind of like uh, you know you can you can taste the difference. <laughs> like people tell you it's the same thing. Yeah, you say it at a restaurant and they're like crack. They're like, no, it's the other one. Is that okay? And you're like, it's fine. It's fine. No one ever says yeah, it's okay. It's like yeah, what else am I gonna do? Oh, can we talk about their their version of Q? Yes. Yeah. What, would, did, what did you think? I, I think that that guy is an autistic liability <laughs> who's, who's going to bring that whole organization down. That, uh, <laughs> Just like... he, he, he could barely hold a sentence together. Everybody's laughing at him to his face. Is he a dwarf on... Like, when he got up, I, it looked like what everyone else was like, would, would stand up from their chair and be standing. It looked like... Uh, before the camera, every time the camera shot to him, before they set up the shot, he would be standing on a box. Like really? He just looked like, I'm like, he just, his features look like he's a, a dwarfish person they're trying to pass. Is, was Bradley Cooper a, uh, was he a, a college guy or a spy guy? He looked like he was, he worked at like some soon to be defunct media. Like he looked yeah. like he worked in like a newspaper office. Yeah. It looked like he maybe worked for like the bursar's office yeah. at the college or, <laughs> or like they were like running around a track together, which yeah. uh, I guess that's not a thing you do in grad school. I, I, maybe he was a friend from growing up. It, it's not explained, but they nope. obviously have like a deep connection. And uh, yeah, he's clearly pining. He doesn't oh, take yeah. the news very well. And you want to... He uses every excuse he can to take his shirt off in front of her. Yeah, you you think, oh, look at this goofy guy. He's got these, like, nice He's eyes. These he seems so nice. <laughs> stupid hair. And then he, he <laughs> pops that shirt off, and he has the body of a teen dream twink. He's like, oh, He's like, oh my God, look, look at this. Like, yeah, I just got to... What are you up to? You want to go see a movie? By the way, you're seeing a movie with these abs. Yeah, and then he's, uh, he's sad. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I guess I'm going to run again. Which then, defeats the purpose of changing your shirt, and he knows it. And I think... Being a spy that Sydney knew that. She's like, why would he run again? He's running he just from his feelings. When he just changed his shirt and it's yeah. like, oh, he didn't like hearing that I was engaged. It was all there <laughs> in her face. Well, and then she proceeds to uh, acting. to use his uh, affection for, uh, you know, to get favors, to well, steal his sister's passport and credit cards. Friendship. I wouldn't say that was the malicious type of like, oh, I'm going to lead this guy on. It's convenient. <laughs> Speaking of acting, uh, I think everyone's great. 
Yeah. Jennifer Garner. I think the fact that she's the uh, only human being that looks like that and that her uh, her face can convey anger and sadness and glee and like just so rapidly. Yeah. She had the she's in every scene of this pilot. <laughs> she it's quite the burden to carry. Yeah. yeah. And like there's a lot of emotional beats that she has to hit. Like it's the joy of of that uh, mortifying engagement scene and then the the grief of seeing her fiance's throat slit. Yeah. And uh you know, had her teeth pulled out. Oh, um, what I loved about that by the way was that a Chinese dentist in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> was the how they actually her face actually looked swollen for mm-hmm. the whole rest of the time after her teeth had been pulled, I'm assuming. I was like, "Oh, that was a, you know, usually in movies and TV, you don't really see the after effects of any type of torture yeah. or uh, abuse. Like, she had the bruises, and mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper was like, oh, are you everything all right? But, like, uh, the, the fact that her mouth was swollen, I thought, was a very nice detail. Is that going to be uh, the rest of the show? Is she going to be missing some teeth? I would just assume, like, if I was a spy, I would have my teeth pulled in uh-huh. a dentist's office and just have dentures made. So the minute they go for that, like, oh, we're going to pull your teeth until you talk. Like, I'm like, eh. If I was a spy, I would have all my fingers cut off in advance and replaced with uh, metal fingers. Yeah. Or maybe just really thick rubber fingers. I think really thick rubber ones, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of hilarity that would ensue when your tormentors are trying to, like, cut them off. And they start laughing, and then, you you know, you make your break for it. That's a good idea. Yeah. See, I was thinking metal just because it'd be cool. Yeah, it's very Dr. No. Maybe that's what (laughs) Dr. No is just like... (laughs) I know some jerk is going to come in here. I'll be ready for him. <laughs> Wait, with my useless metal hands. Yep. Maybe there's an earlier draft of the story where uh, Bond just breaks all of his fingers. <laughs> all his fingers. <laughs> so you seem really to focus on, well, not focus, but you, you called attention to the acting that really drawed uh, your attention from the show. Yeah, because the, the narrative doesn't really interest me at this point it's convoluted and weird well because i was really focused on um i guess more of like the tropiness and the kind of like oh this is such a it just hit me from the start and it's it's kind of a stupid thing and now in retrospect that i was just zoomed in on it was like yeah it was 19 or it was 2001 Mm -hmm. the end of the 90s it's gonna look it's gonna nothing is not gonna be of its era right for better or for worse so to kind of get hung up on it i realized this as I was watching it, to kind of get hung up on this seems kind of dumb, but it's just one of those things like, all right, I'm just going to observe this. I'm going to enjoy this show. I got really into it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, it's a, it has to be convoluted. Yeah. I thought it was fun. They went with the whole, um, let's kill her fiance immediately rather than like drag this out. Yeah, that's, that's like, true. For like a season or like, you know, here's the big cliffhanger. They needed that inciting incident of, uh, yeah. what would thrust her into this, uh, this, this idiocy. Yeah. yeah. I like the whole double agent type thing that's happening. Or that she didn't know she was part of the bad guy. I didn't see that. I thought she worked for the CIA. And mm-hmm. now it looks like she's going to be a double agent for the CIA. Yeah. I like that her fiance's grave had no date of birth or death <laughs> on it. It just had his last it, name. It just right? had his name. Oh, was it Was it even his first? It was like yeah, his, his last his name, right? full name. Oh, it was his full um, name? I just saw like one part of it. Yeah. But yeah, I think about how different the show would be uh, if it had aired two months later. Yeah. If uh, well, if it had been filmed right anytime after September 11th, it wouldn't. I, I think it would just would the tone would have been a lot different. Yeah. Well, it, it's clear that there's no uh, no attempt to tie it to any sort of current right then current uh, you know geopolitical concerns or you know anything having to do with reality. It's uh, most of the conflict I'm assuming is going to be 
internal and domestic. It's not going to be uh, dealing with, you know, we, we involve the Taiwanese for some reason. Yeah, what uh, was that about? So there was like a, yeah, let's, let's look at that plot point of that U-shaped cat toy. Uh-huh. There was some guy who wrote his notes in a ancient language. Yeah. Uh, they don't know. We don't get an explanation of what it is. We kind of just see like, oh, you know, she's bis- just, she's just been proposed to. She's going to hide her wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's meeting up with the people in her office. They speak Hebrew. What's going on? And then yeah. she gets the si- the assignment where she has a mission. The, we get to see their version of Q, which kind of just stumbles around yeah. and shows them lipstick. And what was the other? What was your other gadget? Uh, oh, the was, lighter. Yes. Uh, I did some uh, research. Uh, the next weekend, so this aired on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. On Friday, uh, October 5th, Joyride came out, also written by J.J. Abrams. So that was quite the week for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wasn't number one, though. Number one was uh, was Training Day, uh, which was also a much better movie, <laughs> which is fair enough. But I'm so happy that this is the uh, only episode to have aired in September of 2001 because I, as obsessed as I am with 9-11 yeah. and as anyone who has ever met me in the last 14 years can tell you, I will use any opportunity to work 9-11 into a conversation, into a, you know, a, an essay, into a wedding toast, anything that I can do to work in 9-11 into a conversation, I'll do it. Just digging through the links to find out about other things happening when this episode aired right. that did not relate to 9-11, it got so tedious. Like, okay, so when she stole the cat toy back to Alias, yeah. like it shows her just kind of like marching through the airport with that thing under her shirt, like mm-hmm. still kind of beat up and bruised. It's like, okay, you've just been captured. Yeah, they, they don't really explain how she gets from Taiwan yeah. back to Los Angeles. She, she just, she just shows gumptioned up. her way through. Yeah, and yeah. she just like shows up at her office looking shitty. I'm assuming the elevator guy who needs a chair yeah. but can still wield a gun, because mm-hmm. as you showed the one delivery person. He's got a bad attitude. Yeah. Just not He's, a very nice guy. He is a sourpuss. Yeah. Just relax. You have a chair. You're sitting most of the time. He's like those... Uh, it's probably a union job. Yeah. When you work at a... When you see um, shows in the UK, uh-huh. and they go to like a supermarket. Yeah. And all the people at the counters are sitting. It's like, God damn it. In America, when we check out people's groceries, we're standing. We're yeah. showing some respect we're, to the consumer. We're standing and we're happy to be there. Yeah. We're there with a big smile on our face. Did you find everything okay? You got a coupon? Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's don't. Oh, it's not too late. Give me the coupon. It's yeah. all right. You don't have to bring them out first. We yeah, have... I'll scan the coupon yeah. right now. We don't have to get ahead of ourselves. It's not a big deal. So she had to get past sitting down armed elevator man. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I guess they tried to kill her. So this is after her dad comes and rescues her. Oh, yeah. There's all the this garage. to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how did you, how did you like that? Like one and two and punch and block. Like they were shouting the choreography in oh, their mind. I, that was uh, some pronounced, like this is a choreographed dance we're doing. And they, they tried. Like they tried to do some uh, some cool stuff. Like yeah. you know, she whips the guy in the head with the uh, car <laughs> the antenna. antenna. <laughs> and uh, like maybe that was a neat thing 14 yeah. years ago. Yeah, they were only, and it was, it, it was almost in that realm of action sequence camp. Like, all yes. she needed to do was kick him into a utility closet mm-hmm. that just happened to be in the parking garage, and, like, a pan, a can of paint needed to fall on his head. Right. Like, that, I think that fit with, like, the, I'm going to whip you with the car antenna type thing. Maybe she uh, she kicks him into an office chair, and it 
flies back 20 feet and it spins around yeah. and then he, 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 he hits his nuts on a telephone pole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like throws a trash can on top of his head. Breaks all like, his teeth. I also noticed that the Uzi type weapon, it looked like it had a silencer, but it was just completely loud, which it could be. I that. thought that was the laser sight. No, if you look at it, it looks like it has a silencer. But from what I understand from actual from people that fire weapons on the internet uh-huh. and record them, there's no real like a silencer in a movie doesn't have the same effect as a actual silencer would in real life. You're, you're not going to have that like pew, 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 quiet. It, mm-hmm. It's going to sound less loud, right? But it's still going to sound like an obvious. It's more a uh, muffler commotion. than uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so that scare the hell out of a dog. <laughs> I noticed a lot of the details like that. Like, um, I guess this is before. Uh, recap culture before the like you know a filmmaker could say like eh scribble on the details right no one's gonna know I remember watching some movie from the 30s and 40s uh, where adventure movie takes place in the jungle and like the spider monster which is like a spider puppet Uh pretty much like it eats somebody and like it just kind of it looks like someone is under this puppet Mm mm-hmm and someone from off camera that's behind the puppet is just pulling the body slowly under the spider as to convey that spiders just swallow people whole. Like, that's how they eat. Like, now we'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That's not how spiders eat. But back then, it was kind of like, they don't know. Shelob in Lord of the Rings. It's uh, it's in the jungle. Wraps up Frodo. Yeah. Yeah. That's how spiders work. Uh, we know uh, more maybe. things. <laughs> I, I have no idea. That could be equally ludicrous. Yeah. But it seems right. Well, they use uh, eight-legged freaks. The spiders, they wrap you up and then they... The, the David they Arquette movie? Yes. Okay. They juice you for later. They've, they've, if anyone is wondering how they spiders... They juice you for later? If anyone right now does not have access to the internet... What, what, is, what does that mean, I'm they juice ex- you for later? I'm explaining to the folks who may not know a lot about how spiders eat. They. That's me. Okay. And everyone else. They're usually using venom, which okay. is different from... I believe poison because they inject it. That's the difference. Poison, like a poisonous toad, you'd have to touch it to get the poison it secretes in your system. Venom is injected in you. Venom has to be injected into the bloodstream, whereas poison can be... Absorbed. Right. Right. So anyway, they inject venom and digestive fluid into whatever they're eating so it can fly. So it digests Mm. it from the inside, and then they just slurp it out. Like they drink it out, like, like a shake. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah, most people don't know that in the 1930s. They go watch a giant spider swallow someone whole. They had a good time. They watched The Fantastic Yarn. Nowadays, people are was watching... Was that the name of the movie? The Fantastic Yarn? It, I, was it was a spider made of yarn? Jiminy Sullivan in The Fantastic Yarn, a Metro Golden Myers production. That was <laughs> pop- Metro Golden Myers? You see your kids there, they want to see the spiders eat the folks. That's exactly how it was pitched. I was just I just took you to a place in time. Imagine the player piano. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. There's a player piano going. Newsies are yelling out the daily paper. Yeah. There's an evening edition. Businessmen are falling to their deaths, <laughs> 80 stories. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm saying, so there wasn't that this new modern recap culture, this mm-hmm. let's dissect, let's watch. Let's watch for things like bad foley. There wasn't that instant feedback. Right. Just something shitty happened. And then you forgot about you forgot it. forgot about and it. And you got on with your life. Yeah, you forgot about it. Or you didn't say anything. Or like you and I, or like you, you would be like, yeah, I guess that's how a spider eats, whatever. Yeah. Um, Especially me. Yeah. But like I see things like that. I'm like, maybe that gun shouldn't be so loud when there's like a big honking silencer on it. Or you look at the, was it the first plane trip she takes with um, Marcus Aurelius, who was her, her gentleman friend who had a fake heart attack? Oh, uh, Marcus Dixon. Marcus Dixon. Yeah. Like, okay, Marcus so Aurelius it, was a Roman emperor who was 
in the, in the film Gladiator <laughs> was was killed by his son Commodus. I don't know the real story, despite my my classical education. But go on, look it up and tweet us. Thank you. Oh, um, yeah. So in that scene when they're going like on, they shows them that cuts to them on the plane. It cuts to like this generic like plane banging like. Uh, found mm. found footage like stock footage. Right. I was like, look how st- like, you can tell that stock footage. You can see like all like the oh, pops yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it looks really dirty. Like they just they cut it in there. And when she's uh, flying into Taipei, right. All of the Taipei establishing shots. I I'm, I'm, I don't think most of those were Taipei. I, and there was uh, a little I'm, bit of that I'm, kind of like let's put on that Oriental music. I'm pretty sure uh, one of those was Nathan Road in Hong Kong, which is the you know the the. The famous strip with all of the the neon signs kind of covering the right. street. Maybe that's just a thing yeah. in Taipei, so it's not like the one thing that's named that. Yeah. But it seemed like they had the stock footage, like we already paid the licensing fee for it, and they didn't. Uh, it was wasn't being broadcast in HD, so the fact that the stock footage is clearly a different film stock, yeah. a much grainier, more washed out. It could have been. Uh, Eddie Murphy's character in Golden Child on his way to Tibet, like that. Could, I could, I swear, in my mind, that's like the same cut to him, like sitting down in the airplane and like listening to music and being like, la, la, la. We la, uh, la, la, la. anyone that has not watched Golden Child, I believe it. It's one of those things that uh, periodically is taken off Netflix. Mm-hmm. Watch it when you have a chance. It's, it's pretty fun. Great recommendation for Golden Child. Do, do you know the year of Golden? It's Child? It's 1984, I believe. 1984, Golden Child, Eddie Murphy. See if you if you're watching if you watch the Alias pilot, see if you can find that uh, stock footage of a plane banking into uh, Taipei. Oh, they they can't miss it. They can't miss it. No. So, are you liking the show? Did you like? Did you enjoy uh, this? Uh, not especially, but I am. <laughs> I am compelled to keep watching. I it. think I'm a. I'm a sucker for the whole like. Oh, remember the Alliance of Twelve? Well. Yeah, no, I work they, for them. It's like, oh, okay, I that, thought it was going to be a lot slower. That's the uh, the genius of J.J. Abrams. Wait, is that what the... Do, do the J's stand for genius? <laughs> yes. It's like, the morons who spell genius like that. What do you mean? Don't, no, don't, so, tweet, don't tweet him, right. internet. Um, he doesn't know. It was an entertaining pilot. It was an entertaining show. I think I measured of all these little critical like things I noticed that I'm talking about. I enjoyed you know, the pacing of mm-hmm. it. The whole espionage spiel. She broke in. She she used the gadgets. She used the yep. lipstick thing and had like there was no Chekhov's gun. This it was a clear after effect. They they might have just drawn those red lines onto the film, right? Like, like, <laughs> like, like they rotoscoped it. Yeah, like sort of, Tron. It looked almost Tronish when she yeah. was using the three D X and Y and V vector, whatever. Yeah, our. Um, Dwarf Q, mm-hmm. when he gave the spill, however he described it. When she used that, it was cool. Mm-hmm. He used the lighter. Uh, we got to see some type of device. Um, the cat the, toy? The cat toy. Yeah. Um, the lab was just a hodgepodge of science things. As yeah. I, as I watched this with Patrice, she uh-huh. pointed out, like, kind of have, like, a beaker. and like You just have, like, what a, like exactly what you would think two Joe Schmoes who don't know much about a science lab would be That's in it. most of what the show is. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, the layman's, not even the layman's, just like a guy who, a team of people who don't know how anything works, making a show about how everything works. Can you put that aside to enjoy it, though? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that does not diminish my enjoyment of it one bit. It felt weird that like that was the first the introduction to her is just her getting beat up by people. Uh-huh. It's like, all right, like, uh, is this... Is there any sexism to that? Just uh, I, I don't know if we're the the people to to make that decision, but I don't think so. No, no, I I think I mean she 
she got one over. Yeah. Um, well, let you, do you have some thoughts, Mitchell? <laughs> I was just going over my notes. Okay. Uh, if there's one rule you don't break, that's the rule you don't break. Which, out of context to their conversation, just sounds like nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. Total uh, which nonsense. I, I wonder if it was clear to him at that time, to Marcus, that she had told her fiancé that she was going to be a spy. Or that she is a spy, and that's who that she was marrying, or he was marrying. Uh, Shirley Manson is pissed. I think that's the one thing I looked mm. at when uh, yeah. she got her Sh- Shirley Manson slash ginger spice outfit on. Here's uh, something that I, I neglected to mention. The uh, agent giving her the lie detector test was the tall man from Phantasm. Ah, yeah. no way. Yeah. He said, I'm like, Angus Grimm. There's only a couple of English actors, so when you see oh, them, he's well, there's more than a couple. He had an Ameri- He had an English accent, though. He did, okay. which makes no sense, given that one, at least he was born in America, maybe he was raised in England, uh, but also that he would be working for so he just a brought US that spy to, agency. He just brought that to the... To the role, maybe like English. Yeah, maybe maybe they're like he's. Yeah, I think he's doing it if with a British man accent. Man steals a cookie, and two friends helped him. Do you tell the friends that they're also bad? Like, what were the questions? Do you remember the questions he was asking? No, it was just like, do <laughs> not, you not work for SD? It was like obvious stuff. Yeah, did you tell your fiance about SD six? And mm. then there were some of those weird moral questions where it was just like, if two people stole the rope and used the rope to pull it across a highway to make a car break and then the car didn't break because it thought it was the joke where two people pretend to pull a rope and then the car went through the rope and the passenger died would they be responsible and she's just like yes that was beautiful yeah your reading of that which there was it was no accent it was just old man old man accent can easily be british or not british and uh, easily be british or anything else it could just be old man did you cover? Are you looking at your notes? What did you forget uh, to cover? My only, I, I think it's all in here. One reads, Alias is a lousy spy, but she's in great shape. She is. Amazing face, be. exclamation point. Uh, this, uh, my last one reads, I'm so psyched that I get to watch Jennifer Garner become a woman over 104 more episodes. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah. I was very sentimental and just proud of her. I think it's going to be a coming to terms with her and her father's relationship. Yeah. And it's like, oh... Like, we don't know each other very well, do we? And now we have to because we're both double agents. And he, doesn't, uh, he never sold airplane parts, damn it. He was an exporter. Sold me. And he sold you, yeah. Victor Gruber. Victor Garber? Garber. Yeah. Yeah, and he's... Saw him, um, I think, going to go see a play. Oh. And I saw, like, around, around uh, when we were leaving, I saw him crossing the street. and like, oh, it's Alias Dad. That's, like, all, <laughs> that's all I had known was, like, I think he's your father in the show. Mm-hmm. I I just assumed he was the one that was like it, that was the weird thing. It was like, what if your dad was your boss and you were both spies? What? Bradley Cooper, I'm in. And that's <laughs> that's what I thought the show was about. And then then we had lunch that day. Yeah. And you suggested this. Yeah. And uh, why did we su- why did we go with Alias? Is it just like my own? It was the we pulled the name out of a hat. It was your, your suggestion. We looked it up. I'm kind of glad. I'm honestly glad. I went into this thinking, like, I don't want to be, like, overly enjoying this. I don't want to make fun of it. And uh-huh. I did think I I was kind of laughing at some of the things and making fun of them as I was watching it. Well, it's silly. But it's silly. And it, <laughs> I so I watched it with uh, subtitles mm-hmm. just so I could understand things if I missed stuff. It's right. just easier to do yeah. um, in terms of audio. And that whole scene when, like, she's uh, she discovers her fiance in the bathtub mm-hmm. it's like it looked like you said the acting i thought the acting was really good i'm like i'm like oh this is that's believable that, like that looks like a look of just abstract horror but it was undercut by the subtitles just being like ah like 
A H H exclamation mark. Ah, so it's yeah, a very dispassionate and objective reading of. Uh, yeah, you can't convey that emotion. Is that what he, you think? That's what J.J. Abrams wrote in the script. Just, just ah, he, he probably wrote like ad lib. Don't he, he wrote ad lib? Yeah, you have to say that wasn't like I was thinking. Uh, what did I just watch? I just watched The Simpsons with the whole uh, McBain Mendoza scene. Mm-hmm. It didn't have that level of melodrama. It could have easily just been like her, like ah, like. I'll seek revenge, or it could have been really campy. Yeah. I, I don't think it was. I thought it was a good scene. No, no. I think for for her part, everything was very realistic. Yeah. And, uh, she sold it. She yeah. committed to the role. Mm-hmm. I thought um, it was a sincere uh, form of uh, espionage, spy. Yeah. It didn't go, but it, would, it didn't look like it was trying to me. It wasn't like, you know, when people or when a show or something's trying to act like, oh, no, you got to take this seriously. This mm-hmm. is really about whatever it's about it still it still was fun it yeah. still was it still hit all the tones uh, really well mm-hmm. you know all right i guess that's do we did we talk about everything we wanted to talk I, about I, I think so i mean we could keep going talk, on and on about, about all, all sorts of totally unrelated tangents yeah um so we'll, we'll take a moment now to talk about your editing yeah, and you are going to edit because I am not the one that's doing it. I am just saying I am not not in like a mean way, but it sounds like you are the one that likes to edit. I love to edit. Okay, uh, you did say it in a mean way. I, I, I did, and I was like, I did not mean that was counterintuitive to how I meant it. Yeah, so next time we'll be talking about the uh, this the second episode, second of episode, season one, maybe two and three, maybe we'll, two and three. We'll watch episode two. Yeah, we'll see how we feel, uh, and then we'll include a description. So. Yeah. When you fire up your iTunes app and you see, oh, a new episode. Yeah, it'll be these guys. Look how many many episodes. Yeah, we can get five uh, episodes. You can get five episodes in, I think, before I put anything out. Well, I think that wraps it up for us uh, for the first episode of the Alias podcast, the first episode of Alias. Um, We covered everything we want to cover. Um, Let us know what you think at Final Frontiers. That is our Twitter handle, correct? Uh huh. Did I say it right? Yep. And uh, we're going to try to come out with uh, at least five more episodes of these. So if you're waiting for this one, you shouldn't be because they should all be downloadable right now. So once again, I'm Mitchell Talavera and this is Matthew Thomas. And thank you for listening.